I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons are found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbians shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Les Hangout, the podcast that, of course, is a little bit obscene. That's the point. <laughs> Wait, Lee, you actually remind me of Francis. <laughs> oh, no. In what a good do I do with that? It's, the glass. I... it's really just the glasses. It's the aesthetic. It's fine. I love it's Francis. Fine. It's a good I, I, it's a compliment. I like love and hate Francis sometimes. <laughs> it depends on the scene in the movie, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> from the West Coast, I'm Lee Holmes Foster. And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. To those of you who have been with us through this whole journey, thank you as always for listening. If you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. And here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. We want to remind you all to fill out our Trova Trip survey at bit.ly slash lestrip to tell us where you want to go on vacation with me and Lee next year and a bunch of other listeners. It's going to be so much fun. We also want to remind you that we are now in season six, releasing Patreon-only bonus episodes about movies that we just don't really have time to get to otherwise on the podcast. So if you want to hear those, we have two of them that are out already, and our next episode is going to be coming out on October 17th. If you want to hear all of our thoughts about Gray Matters, and we know you do, you're going to want to join our Patreon. You can do that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. We are also reviving our trivia. We are so excited. We have so really excited. missed it. And we're getting back on track. We had a lot to do to plan for the flame, but we are 
back and ready to do our event. So on October 27th, we're going to be hosting First Kill Trivia. Very spooky, very vampy. It's going to be virtual on Zoom, so you can join from anywhere at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We will see you there. You can check out our Eventbrite to get tickets for that. In the Greater Les Universe, I know we had mentioned Reboot in a previous episode, and I hadn't watched it yet, but I did start watching it, and I can confirm, holy, it is very gay. Like, surprise. Is that the gay. show? Yeah, yeah, Reboot is a new okay. show on Hulu. I haven't watched it yet. Is it actually gay? Oh, now I'm going to have to add it to my new list. Show on, okay. New show on Hulu. Um, I don't really want to spoil the gay because, like, it really, like, was a really cool, fun reveal. But I was like, okay, people say it's gay, so let me check it out. And I was like, me and Jana were, like, in bed, like, grabbing each other, like, wait, the, they just went here. So it was really fun, and I can confirm it is quite gay. So Incredible. Other things that are gay... Finally, Finally, Velma from Scooby-Doo. So there's a new Scooby-Doo out called Trick or Treat Scooby-Doo. And I think my favorite description is I saw someone who basically said it's like Scooby-Doo Debs. Yeah, yeah. Kind of vibes. Yeah. So like Velma falls for the hot villain and then the hot villain falls for Velma and saves the day. And I I haven't watched it yet. I know Kristen, our, our production assistant, has watched it, um, I think, more than once already. And I've just I've heard nothing but good things. But listen, it has it is 2022. And that is how long it took us to get a canon gay Velma, which we've all known. We've been waiting for forever. Also, Lee, I feel like maybe this is the right time for us to finally do that. Scooby-Doo should have been gay. Yes. I thought you were going to say cosplay, but I'm here for both of them. Let's also <laughs> cosplay. But yes, we could also cosplay. So you're Velma, I'm Daphne. Is that what we're yeah. going for? Yeah, yeah. Perfect, perfect. For sure. Also, Hocus Pocus 2 just came out. Lee, have you seen it? I haven't yet. I know. I have to. I know. I know it's everyone. Okay. It's okay. So I did watch it. I will say... Fun, silly. If you like the original, like, I laughed. I enjoyed it. It's not the original. It's never going to be as good as the original. That's fine. But I still very much enjoyed it. I thought that the main trio of witches still brought brought the gags, brought the laughs. But I also will say, um, we have to do another Should Have Been Gay on it. Great. Because they still Great. have not made Hocus Pocus gay. No, so, even though the book was gay. Yep. Right? Even yeah. though the sequel book was gay. They focus on, like, sisterhood and the power of female friendship, but, like, they don't go there. They do not go there. Disappointing. Very disappointing. But not for you, listeners, because that means another should have been gay yeah, you headed get your to way. Another should have been gay. Get ready for that. So that's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. We are so excited to bring you episode four of season six, our next installment in our first season six, Les Essentials. Les Essentials is a recurring segment on the show where we dive into classic lesbian movies or shows. And as a reminder, we are writing and recording original songs for every Les Essentials movie or show that we do these days. So stick around to the end of the episode to hear our song for Better Than Chocolate. You're not going to want to miss it. And like Lee said, for this Les Essentials, we are talking about the 1999 classic Better Than Chocolate. Starring Karen Dwyer and Christina Cox, written by Peggy Thompson and directed by Ann Wheeler. What a we're going we're going back. We're in like we, the way back machine yeah, we this are time, right? Like I feel like we back. should we need that Hamilton like rewind. Yeah. 
Flashback. That's flashback. How we're gonna party like it's 1999. Yes. Come on. And this movie is very 1999. We'll get into it. Oh my god. Let's oh go, my let's god. read our IMDb synopsis. What is this movie okay. about? Okay. For anyone who's not familiar with Better Than Chocolate, don't worry because we're gonna give you a, a detailed breakdown. I'm sure. Here's the IMDb synopsis. Maggie, 19, works at a lesbian-slash-LGBT bookstore. Her mom's getting divorced and has invited herself to stay with Maggie. Maggie hasn't told her she's lesbian. I am reading uh, that verbatim as it is written in the thing. Okay. She is her new, lesbian. She's lesbian. Yeah. Her new girlfriend moves in as well. <laughs> also, End of like, synopsis. Oh, my God. What a, what a like first grade like a first grader watch the movie like her, her oh her new girlfriend moves in as well as well as well i mean pretty accurate i'm to be synopsis lee had you seen this movie before i had i hadn't i had i had i'm a either. bad gay no a i have i had it either and it's been on our we're list. bad gays we're bad gays we're bad gays it's been on our list for a while and i feel like this season we were just like let's do a throwback right we've been doing a lot of newer stuff and we watched the trailer for this and was like, okay, like this seems for me, the the indicator that we should watch it is like the trailer was super gay. And so I was like, okay, this is something that we can watch, <laughs> right? It's like Judy singing at the club, mm-hmm. like Maggie and Kim, like half naked on the couch, like, oh, Bob walked in Yeah, the, the trailer goes uh, goes into a lot of their sex scenes. <laughs> yes, a lot of, and it did have a lot of good sex scenes. Yes. So after your first watch, what are your thoughts on this, on the film? Just like general, general overview before we dive into plot by plot. Okay, here are my thoughts. I really liked it. And, <laughs> yep. And at the same time, it is so, it's very 1999. And it's yep. like, it's a little hate crimey. Yep. It's a little like, it goes less far than I want it to in the ultimate like acceptance pathway. Um, there are certain things where like, uh, I love and I hate, you know, like I, I think I feel like when we talk about like in more detail, we'll get into some of the places where I'm like, yeah. And then other places where I'm like, Meh. yeah. And I think that's like that's a byproduct of the 1999. Oh, for sure. Film. For sure. Because I agree. I pretty much have very similar thoughts to you where actually like I loved it up until the middle. Yeah. Like, yeah. I felt like the first half, I was, like, yeah, really, solid. like, I was, solid like, Solid okay, through the first half. Like, the first half, which we'll talk about. But I feel like the first half has, like, lots of lesbian sex scenes, lots of boobs, lots of, <laughs> lots of like, we're at a gay yeah. bar, and, like, we're doing drag, and, like, we're lip singing, and, like. It's, it's for sure from the hate crime on for me, I was a little, like, yeah. eh, less into it. That's but. definitely, like, the, the skinheads in the film, I could have definitely done without. Yes. Well, and, the skin the skinheads, yeah. and for me, it's like the the Judy in the bathroom scene. Like that's yes. where that's where kind of the movie took a turn for me. But yes. overall, I mean, like I I understand when we do classics, like we're gonna like I do think this should count as a essentials yes. because it is like this movie. I think is a quintessential iconic classic gay film, especially for lesbians. Like it's it has been around for a long time. It is hard for us to do it now. Like we're not here to review it 
really yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it, like you take it out of the context and like of course it's not going to hold up to like our standards today and it doesn't but i also do think that it's like as a you know <laughs> historical <laughs> i think artifact. it's worth i think it is worth watching is yeah, the point like yeah. as a lesbian woman i enjoyed watching this movie and like knowing that that this is now a part of my like lesbian media yeah yeah, yeah. Journey. I'm glad I watched it. Like, yeah. I feel like it's been out there for a long time. And I think it's hard for me because some of like, you know, like I we've I we've watched and there are some movies of a similar era that to me are like, oh, my God, I've seen this movie so many times. It's a classic. I mm-hmm. love it. No forwards and backwards. And then some of the ones that I haven't done that with yet, it's harder to go back to them because when you don't have the nostalgia factor of like well yeah but i watched it in 2003 you love, know yeah but i love this and i've always loved it right yeah and so it's like i you always know i always know this is what i'm gonna get into and it and it is i'm all we're always right right like we're yep. always right you're gonna go back and you're gonna be like yay oh no yep oh no <laughs> yep oh yay oh no <laughs> right like you know what you're signing up for and so i'm like these days like there are there are new movies that i'm like oh i don't have that mm, piece yeah and so we like gravitate towards a lot of these yeah. newer stuff but i will but- say like i think what it brings in the oh it does make up for in the chemistry of our two leads and yeah the like there's like an unapologetic sexuality in better than chocolate that some newer movies don't shy away from like still shy no i agree i because they're trying to be more mainstream (laughs) like this was not trying to be mainstream and so i feel like it's like very Listen, well, gay. we can we can talk about yeah. some of the sex scenes more when we get there. Yeah. But I, I agree. I have I have thoughts, <laughs> thoughts and questions. But let's hold those questions for now. And let's do a quick recap overview walkthrough let's of the it. film for anyone who's not familiar or for anyone who doesn't want to dive back in. And maybe maybe I will preface with if you have not watched this movie and you are uncomfortable with like pretty like explosive attacks on Mm -hmm. like a lesbian character or trans women like i will say i mean like i will i would not judge anyone for not wanting to yes sit through this so i guess that's our our warning in advance either for part of our discussions or if you haven't watched the movie yet to know that going in that when we talk about that it is like i mean it's not nothing goes super bad like no one dies no one's getting killed but i mean it, yeah there is... I, feel, I feel like that's a sad thing to have to be like it's not that bad yeah but, um but just just a light hate criming but like the, yeah it is that is the there are those things that happen in the movie and i think you know it's important to to worth more. knowing yeah. about okay so we open with some hate crime <laughs> oh my god <laughs> we, we open with well that's not true we open with some little like you know, cabaret loungy lip syncing performance. Yes, um, at the gay bar called the Cat's Ass. The Cat's Ass. Great. Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get some light hate criming from some skinheads, but just verbal hate criming this time, which you know, in the grand scheme of where we're gonna go, it's not so bad. Yep. It's so funny because I love that they have this establishing so- shot where it's like, oh, it's you know, Maggie's walking down the street because she was just lip syncing at the cat's ass, in and an the skinheads are harassing her, and Kim 
drives up with her car and like scares away the skinheads in her van and they have this little moment and then they never reference it again right like (laughs) yeah yeah but I feel like it's also I was also gonna say like it's like hate crime meet cute like the the hate crime facilitates a meet cute (laughs) everyone loves a hate crime meet cute who doesn't (laughs) oh god hate crime meet cute new band name yeah called it (laughs) (laughs) bad Bad. But I, uh, I feel like they subtly We could make shirts that say hate crime meet cute and yes. like honestly it's it's it does really roll right off the tongue. Um <laughs> it has a je ne sais quoi, yeah. you know? But I feel like they like reference it with their eyes maybe later. I don't know. I thought they But they don't ever reference it explicitly. Yeah, yeah, and they I just don't think say it's like, funny. Oh, thanks for saving me. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was waiting for when she's drawing her later. I was waiting for like a thanks for saving me the other night. Well no. she says like, oh like I really like your van. and I took that to be like your van saved. I don't know. It's like very subtle, but it it was subtle. I agree. I just subtle. think it's funny that they have this whole scene and then it like they never it never comes up again because yes. it seemed like the kind of scene that was going to come up. Right. Like, yes. oh, wasn't that you at the other night? Ne- no, nothing. No, okay. nothing. So after our hate crime meet cute. <laughs> Horrible. We meet Maggie. Maggie is living at the bookstore. She dropped out of college. She's gay, hasn't told her mom yet. Her mom calls up and is like, oh, how's everything going? And Maggie's like, great, got a big old apartment that I'm living in and it's great and big and so big and great. And then her mom's like, fantastic, I'm getting divorced and your brother and I are moving in. See you soon, bye. Also, like, just this mom moving in with her 19-year-old daughter. Like, just oh my the, God. the premise of it at all is like, oh my God. Is insane. Rough. Vaguely insane. Um, So, yeah. So Maggie's got to find an apartment. She finds a place to sublet. Uh, It is owned by a safe sex educator and is therefore chock-a-block full of dildos. (laughs) Everywhere you look, a dildo. Just, what is this? Is it a mug for my coffee? No, it's a dildo. (laughs) No, it's a dildo. Do you own plates? No, my cupboards are full of dildos. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is this toothpaste? No, it's a dildo. It's a dildo. <laughs> it's okay. You can just, because your toothbrush is also a dildo. So yeah. that's fine. <laughs> no, it works. It all works. <laughs> just, just a weird warehouse full of dildos is where Maggie's <laughs> moving in. To house her mother. <laughs> and her 17-year-old brother, neither of whom know she's gay. What could go wrong? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. This movie dares to ask. Also, um, <laughs> it's, I would also like to say that... I'm like so already she, crying laughing. I can't. <laughs> so she moves into this place, right? And she meets Kim. Or she meets her, I guess, in the meet cute, But like actually meets her and they have that painting scene. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. That, are you getting to that right now? Yes. it's That's the next, that's okay. the next scene. So they yeah. have the painting scene, right? And... She's like, my, and then she paints her, they go for coffee, and she's like, my mom's moving in tomorrow. (laughs) It's Thursday, her mom moves in on Friday, and Kim also moves in on Friday, the day after they have met. It's incredible. It's just, it's, listen, there's so much, like, the stereotypes being covered in some of these intro scenes 
wild. Because, like, I mean, listen, I was going to gloss over Carla, but maybe I shouldn't gloss over you Carla. You know, we because, need to talk about Carla. I mean, listen, some of you may have heard in our, if you're a Patreon and you heard our Kissing Jessica Stein bonus Patreon episode, <laughs> you'll know that we went off a little bit on the representation of bisexuals in, like, the late 90s, early aughts cinema <laughs> landscape. And, like, oh, my God, Carla. Carla. Like, Hits the ground running in the same way. It's just rough. So she, her character, right? Her whole character is she hits on Maggie and she's basically like, lesbians never want to date me because I'm bisexual. Then Maggie gives a dig to her about how she's omnisexual. Omnisexual. Because she wants to sleep with everything and anything that breathes. And then to, to fast forward to our end for Carla. Like, just to give an arc of Carla. Then she basically seduces a 17-year-old boy, her brother, which was very uncomfortable for me to watch. This, I mean, I feel like we gave the hate crime warning. We should also give the, like, definitely, like, graphic, this, you're having sex with a minor in public on a bench. Like, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. That and was... again, it's like there's you know sometimes you go back, like we go back and watch a lot of older movies and there are certain things sometimes where I'm like, listen, I understand that like there's stuff now where we're like, oh wow, like we have since learned like how insensitive some of our language was and society was and like grown a little bit more aware and self-reflective and sure. And then there's other things where you're just like, were we literally all running around watching movies of people having, like, just having sex with minors? Like, yep. And no one was going to, just no, no one, one thought that was, that was fine. That was okay. Yep. And there's no reason for it. You could make him 18. He could be 18 and still yeah, in high like school. He never go- and also he never went to high school. No. He also could have been her 18-year-old brother. Like, I don't even know. Like, yes. Like, who or alternatively, gradu- who just you could graduated. have just not had him fuck Carla. Like, yeah. it adds it was, nothing to the plot uh, whatsoever. It's basically just there. It's and uh, ugh, God. Okay, listen, we'll sorry, get to that scene and we'll talk about how fucking weird it is. But like, yeah, Carla's did, whole story arc in this. Carla dirty, and they, they really Carla like dirty. pigeonholed Carla as they, this, like predatory yeah like do bisexuals dirty yeah just in a general sense not good so yeah so so carla buff okay then we do have the like drawing meet cute round two of like oh you're so pretty and have beautiful eyes and i'm drawing you and it's great and then we're getting coffee and we're on a coffee date and tony's being a little bit homophobic but it's okay (laughs) because we're like so into each other on this coffee date (laughs) no kissing in the cafe Look, Tony, he's just a little bit homophobic, fuck. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine, but it's also like, is it just me or is it like, is this movie supposed to be set somewhere specific where like regionally they just use the word fuck weirdly? Yes. I mean, it's in Canada somewhere. So I feel like some of the ways they speak are just Canadian and we, uh, Canadian 90s. Is that just like a Canadian thing, fuck? <laughs> Like Maybe. I don't I don't get it. It was weird to me every time and it like every time it kept happening I kept being like what world am I in? What Canada. universe is this? You're in the world okay. of, of Canada, Canada fuck. Got yep. it. <laughs> I didn't I just didn't know. Sorry. Who knew? <laughs> Sorry Canada. <laughs> I I didn't know. Um, so yeah, so they have like they they go on their little coffee date and then they go <laughs> Then we have the first of a few in this movie which like again so it's not just that it's like quintessential 90s. It's like 
such a specific type of 90s movie to have the high speed montage. Oh, yeah. I Do you love know what I mean? It, <laughs> it makes me feel right at home. It's like, and- I hate them, but also I am nostalgic about those in a weird way. And to have a like basically like lesbian sex scene speed up scene, but like you're just speeding up the van outside. Yes. And they're it was slow weird inside. To me. I liked it. I it was, was like, mm. it, it like created a weird like contrast that I was like kind of into. And then also kind of like, how do you get towed while you're inside boning? <laughs> I mean, like, it's a huge van. Like it doesn't really have windows. Like you have no, they have no clue who's in there. I don't know, dude. I don't know. They were pretty loud throughout the entire film, though. So, like, <laughs> that was a recurring theme. So, who knows? Listen, maybe we can use this as our opportunity for our first one of these. Because, honestly, like, listen, I will give them, like, they're they're not bad sex scenes. Well filmed, well mm-hmm. acted, into it, realistic, totally here for it. But, oh, my God, I want to know the studio sessions they must have had to ADR the moaning after the fact. Because, like... <laughs> I'm sorry, but like not was, all of that can have been done in the in like while they were shooting because some of them it's like you know you have the like it's like out of sync with the time running of the film and so I like that those moans were like a, they were a, a little much. they were a lot they're like they were they a were lot. a lot <laughs> but, I went from a little much to a lot real fast and that's yeah. because they were but you a know lot. what I honestly liked it <laughs> I mean I'm not like I'm not against it i'm just surprised is all <laughs> i feel like they were like we're gonna give you lots of realistic yeah lesbian sex scenes like more realistic than some of the shit we've seen lately yes so i'm gonna say because like yeah because the 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 moans i feel like stand out specifically as the thing that you don't always get like even sometimes when you have a great sex scene oh it's just dead very quiet. well fi- and it's very quiet, quiet or it's just or it's music right all yeah, you yeah. get is the music and these they were like fuck that shit mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't have a music budget we are just going to like here's their there it's just get in a booth that's, keep moaning yeah. we'll put keep them in where we need them <laughs> <laughs> actually if you could just get just have sex in the booth that'd be actually that'd ideal be actually we'll just use that perfect great we'll just like splice them in as we need them but like every sex scene that they had the moaning is like off <laughs> the hook it is like out of control yeah. yeah like just and i love because i watch everything with subtitles as i'm sure many of us do and it's just like every single time it's just, just like, like moaning groaning moaning, moans, moaning. groaning yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like when they're in the bathroom later. Holy shit, dude! I was like, I'm sorry, but you're expecting me to believe that the whole line up to the bathroom is just sitting there, and all you can hear is them in the bathroom just being like, Ugh, and you're like, whoa, dude. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, chill the fuck out. Yes. Like you're in a public bathroom. Like nobody, nobody would be doing that. Come on, I love that scene. No, okay. people would do that, Lee. I, I know they would. <laughs> Who am I kidding? But still, but it was just like it was a little much. I it was a lot, but I but maybe I also it's not like- that nobody would be doing that. It's that if you were doing that in the bathroom, like the people waiting right like outside, someone the stall, might be pissed. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. would yeah. be like a little bit more up in your business. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. all. Yeah, someone would have knocked on the door, being like, "Can you speed it up?" But yeah. I loved that everyone in that line. Everyone like, was so polite. Was They're like, waiting. "You get it." <laughs> 
Go for yeah. it. Good job, girls. Like, yeah. <laughs> woo. Yeah. Like their cheering section. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Okay. So anyway, so Kim's van gets towed, which means, of course, what does any good self-respecting 19-year-old lesbian do? Move, move in. in. You move in together. That's it. They they not only move in, they're like, I is it love? It must be love. They literally <laughs> say that the first day, the I'm first like, night. Yes, ladies, you met this morning at coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but it must be love because I'm sleeping on this couch with you, with your mom. It in the must other room. be love because like we just had an orgasm and like at 19, that's all it takes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, to be fair, ac- you're not wrong. Accurate. Accurate lesbian representation. Very accurate 19 year old lesbian representation. Also, so like, real. Of course, they're nineteen because, like, they literally don't give a fuck. No. They they are having sex in the living room on yeah. the couch with yeah. her brother down the hall and her mom yeah. in the room right near oh my them. God. And they just keep being like, shh, shh. like, but just, it's so true. It's so though. loud. Yeah, yeah, it's so it's so true. Are you gonna tell a story, Lee? <laughs> I <laughs> I felt like a story was coming. But it's very. Accurate. I'll tell That's you. All. I'll tell yeah, you, you can the tell stories me out later. Really. You can tell me out but there. it's just. Let's be real. We've all been nineteen. You're you're dumb fucks, and that's yep. what you do. That's yep. what you would do. You would absolutely like sublet an apartment, move in with your girlfriend that afternoon, paint each other. <laughs> oh my god, the painting! Paint team. each other's bodies and roll around on some tarps. Have sex in the shower afterwards, mm-hmm. and then freak the fuck out when your mom and your brother move in until you have sex. Also, like that again night, that night couch, yeah. while your brother is in the hallway, like yeah. that is it's very accurate. It's so the real. painting scene really got me. It's just a lot of moaning again, <laughs> again, eighty yard after the fact moaning of it's like oh she's scratching like the backs of my thighs and I'm just moaning and yep. you're like whoa dude painting your butt here we go like. Lots of really good boob shots, which I was yeah, great boob shots. Listen, they've got fantastic body. I'm not going to hold their, yes. that against them. Yes. Like, why not? Why wouldn't you film that scene if you looked like that? Yeah, honestly, so film good. that scene. Fuck yeah, full do it. frontal nudity. Yeah, I like, would do it. Really good. It's good. All these sex it's scenes. It's a great scene. A plus 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 from me. That's yeah. all I'll say. If you do nothing else, if you don't actually watch this entire film, go back like, and watch find the sex, the sex scenes. scenes. They're great. Yeah, the sex good. scenes in the painting scene, there are they're great. Great yes. scenes. Just there's a smiley face on her ass. It's I know good. the smiley face cracked me up. <laughs> yeah. That's all good. And they keep the paintings hung up. So when her mom comes, she's like, Oh, beautiful paintings. Oh, These are yeah. your that's your daughter's naked body. That's, Thank you. That's your daughter and her lesbian lovers. Yep. Sex bodies. Sex bodies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moaning sex bodies. Yep. On a canvas. Goddesses. Uh, so anyways, Mommy O and Paul show up, move in. You know, Maggie's doing a whole dildo cleanup, dildo roundup. Yep. Round up all the she dildos. She rounds up the dildos way too late, though. Doesn't she round them up yeah, after a bit. they move in? Yeah. And her, <laughs> her mom's opening cabinets being like, I'd like a glass. This are, these this are condoms. The what? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they, they move in. They have sex again that night. And like, not. <laughs> it's also the funniest thing to me is like, I love when you do stuff where you're just like, but why? So they like get, they're on a futon. Yep. Like what is clearly a futon that they, they refuse yep, to roll to down. Yeah, to yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> they're just going <laughs> to sleep on a folded up <laughs> yep. futon and tough. then have sex. And like, you're again, yes, you're in a back room with no door, no barriers, no sound, anything, no white noise running. Just just you just down the hallway that your brother's sleeping in. You're going to have sex and pull the blanket off. Yeah. I think that was for <laughs> you us. You pull it off? No. I think that was for the audience. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> more, and more I'm than not, for them. Again, 
I'm not gonna hold it against them. Agreed. Look, like, they're too not they're, smart. They're good not looking. Smart. Not smart. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna fault them any of the sex scenes in this and any of it that they allow us to see. Because again, I do. I agree. It's good. It's it's they're well done. Very well done. Uh, what am I? What am I gonna say? How many times are we gonna say this? This movie, Ellie. The sex scenes are great. They're great. I just think it's funny when I'm like, fold the futon down, put a blanket on top of you, shut the fuck up. What is wrong? <laughs> Your brother is three feet away from you. They can't. They can't. like who? I feel like Maggie is incapable of being quiet, which is wild. It's yeah. Good for you, Kim. I and also good for you, feel Maggie. like I don't know. Do we feel like this is like <laughs> good for both of you? First girlfriend. <laughs> they, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like no? it's her first girlfriend. I feel like maybe she's had like a few experiences before this. I feel like I would forgive Maggie more if it if it was her first girlfriend. They really write it like it's a first girlfriend. It seems like first girlfriend vibes. Yeah. That's all. They, they write her like a, you know. A, Very baby gay. Yeah. Super yeah. baby gay, head over heels, idiot. And yeah. like, I, yeah. I get it works. It. But I also, I don't buy anybody like that cavalierly having sex that close to their brother. And I also don't buy the brother doing anything other than like immediately like plugging your ears and being like, ah, <laughs> nobody wants to listen to their sibling have sex. As a character, he is a perv to the max. Oh, he's horrible. Yeah. He's horrible. Just like- I mean, listen, everyone in this family makes some questionable choices. <laughs> yep. At some point, that's I'm just sure. gonna say none of them. This must be maybe it's genetic. Yeah, they all are. They make a time. they have bad sex choices. This family not great, not great all around. We're gonna get to them. Not great. Mm-hmm. But after the move in, we are off to 10 percent books, and we are being censored. Classic. Customs holding up all of our books. Francis not happy. Yeah, for like what. Books like A Guide to Anal Safe Sex, The Lesbian SM Sex Manual. Like, why are yeah. we censoring these? Little Red Riding I don't understand. Hood. What are we doing here? Yeah. Inappropriate. We also kind of really meet Judy for the first time. And like, listen, I adore Judy. I love Judy so fucking much. I can't even stand it. Judy, like, as a what a doll. It's so good. It's and so good. I will say, like, I can't really speak for trans people, but I do feel like in the realm of lesbian cinema, we do have Judy as a trans woman who's treated in a better way than a lot of besides the hate crime, but like by the people within the gay community. Yeah. Most of the people are pretty like kind and welcoming and like treat her very much I, but, like a woman. I think that's why I was so disappointed because the there's crime. a couple yeah, things because, like listen. Yeah. We have to we have to be realistic. Like Judy is a trans woman played by played a by male a cis yeah. male actor, which like I feel like for 1999 this was probably as good as you were going to get, right? Yep. Like I mean, and that's not 100% true and we know that. But yeah. like for the time this still I think was actually better on the scale of representation, this was still better than a lot of stuff at the time. Mm-hmm. And the things like, yes, it is far from perfect. I yes. will, I, I think to call out the, like, cause we're going to talk about some of the things that were not great, but to call out the things that I think were well done, A, Judy's beautiful, mm-hmm. right? And like, and I love that they just leaned into that. Like she is not portrayed. Like, honestly, I had to go and look up 
if this was a transactor or not. Yes. Uh, because I absolutely would have believed that this was just like a trans actress and I I wanted it to be like so I know, badly. Me too. So badly. Because she is like I thought like when Judy meets Lila and Lila's like, You're stunning. And I was like, Yeah, you yeah. fucking are. Like she looks fantastic. Yeah. And they don't make any of her appearance a gag yep. or a shtick. They don't try to I feel like they don't really play up ever like the masculine parts that much you know like yep. it's not like they're trying to make it like oh look it's so obviously a dude like yeah no i i just love judy like she's i love judy beautiful and she's great and she's sweet and she's nurturing and she's yes. like and she also gets like she gets i think a pretty decent storyline right yes. so like her whole storyline is that she's in love with francis who's yes who's the woman who owns the bookshop Right. And she keeps like hitting on Francis and Francis is like, oh, I don't know. And we go through the movie. Really, I feel like the love story between Francis and Judy is also like a, a second as even though it's secondary, it gets a, a lot of playtime. Like we get them yeah. dancing together. We get them yeah. kissing, at, kissing at the um, Francis's house yeah we have a we have a whole little subplot with them yeah we get like francis being like i love you like we find out at the end that like they've gotten married like we have a happy ending for a trans character which i love which i love i love it so much i wish we hadn't had the hate crime that's my only thing i agree if we take out the hate crime like if we take out the hate crime it's amazing it could have been actually like pretty positive yeah and also have judy be played by a trans actress those are like the only two things but yes. the storyline itself, like the writers writing a trans story, felt yeah. felt like they were doing it with care. Yeah. And I yeah. do, like, I, I agree. I love that Judy as a character, like, people around her are supportive and accepting of her identity, of her sexuality, of her everything. I love that, like, it's it's not, it doesn't ever, I get that they're, that's what they're playing into is, like, Judy's fears over why Francis doesn't yes. want to be with her but i also feel like they never have francis say that right yes. like maybe this is just me and i'm like head canoning this in because this is the story i want it to be but like i don't read francis's time like needing time to be with judy having to do with her being trans i feel like it has to do with francis being awkward and not knowing how to date yes but i don't feel like they ever really shy away from the fact that like obviously francis is into her right yes like she's into her the whole time she's just gay well and well i (laughs) and panicking yes well i also read that too of like maybe like francis is also somewhere on the asexual spectrum oh yeah i could totally see that because there was a conversation between francis and judy where francis says to judy like i'm not that adventurous sexually yeah i haven't had a lot of threesomes i barely have had had a lot of twosomes yeah and so i think like that's her hesitation of like dating anyone is just being like, I'm not going to be sexual enough for you. Yeah. So like yeah. that was what I was reading from Francis. And I agree. Like, I just, I so like fascinating. That, that there was some nuance to these two characters falling in love. Yeah. On both sides that like, I, I agree. Judy seems concerned that Francis is not into her because she's trans, but Francis never says that. And also says i love you 
Like I know. they never. I they're so fucking cute. Explicitly at the end, I have die. that. So yeah. Ugh. So I do they're feel so like cute. yeah, like any of the reasons they're like pushing and pulling are just about each of them as a person. Yeah, and not necessarily because of Judy's transness. I I, I love their little storyline. Honestly, yeah. I'm like totally into it. Let's take a hot minute. We're going to hear from some sponsors and we will be right back. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. So anyways, we meet Judy. I'm going to try to like get through the plot a little Sorry, I'm sorry, because, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. We're just like, we're getting so sucked into stuff and I know we have a lot we want to talk about. So I'm just going to, we've like, we've met most of the people. We've like kind of introduced a lot of the topics. So I'll speed run us through what happens in the movie. So Lila, who is Maggie's mom, moves in. She's obviously just like a little oblivious. She doesn't get it. Maggie doesn't want to come out to her. She meets and, and gets really close to Judy, which like, and I love, I love their friendship too. Like, I just thought it was so sweet. I love how they, like, play them together. I love the conversations they have. Mm -hmm. Like, she and Judy are adorable. There's the whole plot about the books getting held up. So, like, Francis and Maggie go to customs and they're trying to... They They meet Bernice. Bernice, the lesbian at customs. I love it. Like, so so obvious so yeah so they're trying to deal with customs there's like all these subplots of like the mom gets a job and she helps judy buy a condo and she's still and she's just like puttering around the apartment being like i don't have sex anymore chocolate's great anyways why don't you have a nice boyfriend and you're like yep oh god and then there's all like coming there's just like a coming out thread that we have here that's yeah. just like constantly going which uh, yeah she's she's trying so hard and failing endlessly to come out to her mom because she just keeps having sex with Kim everywhere like <laughs> at their house and at the club and at yep. the everywhere and like yeah it's just it's 
it's all a little much. Judy gets the really cute transgender song, which like also I yes, liked. I loves. I was there for that. I'm not a drag queen. Yes, yeah, love it. Like uh, she was just. I just love her. I just want a movie about Judy. Just give me I the Judy think movie. Judy is pretty freaking awesome. Give me the sequel where it's no hate crime, just Judy and Francis like moving in together, mm-hmm. and it's cute. But anyways, instead of that movie, what we get is. Sex with a minor interspersed with scenes of his mom finding a vibrator. (laughs) And it's just like, listen, when we talk about this family and their genetically poor decisions surrounding sex, A, Paul, you're 17, buddy. A, why is everybody giving you alcohol? Nobody in this movie is legal to drink and like everyone just keeps serving them alcohol in ways that you're just like, okay. Is the drinking age different in Canada? Oh, it is in Canada. Oh, my God. You're right. That's why I kept getting... I I totally blanked on this movie being set in Canada. Yeah. So that's true. So maybe it is. They're... Okay, fine. Fine. I'll forgive it. Okay. But it is still not legal. It's still not legal. It's, it's well, it's legal, legal for Maggie, but yeah, that yeah. makes me feel a little better about the fact that Tony was just like, come on in, have some grappa. And you're like, what the fuck, dude? Like, yes. <laughs> you're like, yes. don't kiss in my establishment, but like, I can serve to minors. And you're like, I just seems weird anyways that's fine so yeah so then we i just the whole thing so like a paul bad this woman too old for you you are in public (sighs) my man you're literally like on a bench at a waterfront what are you doing yeah this is a bad idea also maybe it is also genetic he is equally very loud very loud and i was less into it (laughs) (laughs) yeah wonder why so uncomfortable don't know why I'm less into that. Less into him grunting. And while we're making bad decisions, Mommy-O, <laughs> if you just find a random box of sex toys under your daughter's bed, maybe, just maybe, <laughs> here's a thought. Don't go hog wild with all those sex toys. <laughs> just them all. <laughs> just <Wait>. an idea. <laughs> so I'm just curious. Why do you think she shouldn't go buck wild? Because because she doesn't know where they've been? Is that what like, you mean? I don't know, dude. I just feel like if you find... So later in the movie when she like talks about them and like brings them up to Maggie, she is like immediately horrified when she finds out that they're not Maggie's. And I'm like, why would your first... Like, if you find your kids' sex toys... Why would you use them? <laughs> why would you use them? Like, I guess. I don't know. Is but that I, just me? No, you're not wrong. But I sort of liked the scene... Because I was like, go, Lila, and your sexual liberation. I'm all for Lila using the vibrator. Like, go nuts, dude. It's not so much the <laughs> vibrator in were. and of itself. It's just like, you know, not even a little scrub, like a wash it. Ch- yeah, like yeah. Nothing. Yeah. You just find a box of sex toys. Like dusty sex toys. Also, under they've been your under bed, the bed. Yeah. And you're just like, ooh, let's. Let's assume they just didn't want to show her cleaning them because it would have like I mean, taken us out I, of the mood. God, I hope so. Because <laughs> honestly, and I just like, it's so wild to me that like then later she's like, wait, but like whose sex toys were they? Like, what did I shove up myself? And you're like, why was it okay when you thought it was like your daughter's? But, but yeah. this is, this yeah. is what weirds you out. I'm like, honestly, I'd prefer you use a stranger's toys. Than your daughter's. Than Maggie's. Yes. Like, I don't know. But anyways, so, <laughs> so 
this family, questionable decisions around sex and sex toys. And then, yeah, there's like, I we like kind of talked a little bit through the Judy, Judy Francis storyline, but it's like, yeah, like Judy is like, I'm going to lunge for you and, and I am in love with you, Francis, and then goes and gets like attacked in the bathroom and I hated it and it was super I sad. Know. And then I just like, I wanted the date to go so well and I was so sad when Francis was like, I'm not. I'm not ready yet. And you could just tell, like, you could tell Judy's heart, especially, Was like, broken. I'm sorry, but, like, who does that after you just got, like, just attacked like, in a bathroom? Yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe you say, like, maybe we could slow down a bit, but, like, I don't want you to leave. Please stay. Let's cuddle. Let's hug. Okay. Yeah. Like, comfort. Francis, comfort. Because instead, she just, like, breaks her little heart all over again. And, like, uh, Judy just, like, got to me in this movie. I couldn't. I, couldn't I know. But I also it. do have empathy for Frances because I just think, like, she also has a hard time dating. And she's, like, I, I do really like this person. And she's just uncomfortable. But and she's not a trans woman who just got hate crimed in the bathroom. And therefore, I give her less leeway than I give Judy. Judy valid, gets all valid. of my patience and <laughs> and love and care in this movie. That's all. Valid, valid. You know, Frances redeems herself. She does. She, she does. Like, afterwards, it's like, yeah. I've been looking all over for you, Judy. I love you. I know. I love them, too. Anyways, okay. So then um, <laughs> we also get the Maggie coming out scene, which I thought was hysterical because I'm like, you have both been sleeping on this folded up futon for, like, how many weeks now? Your mom has never once walked in in the morning to the two of you, like, clearly right. Where does she think you're sleeping? Like, they've always been naked together. Yes. Also, they never wear clothes. No. And she's never seen them. They're, like, boning every night. It was the most... Horribly edited scene I've ever seen. Yeah. Because I also, it it just like didn't, I feel like they they filmed a bunch of different lines and then sort of like jumbled them together. Because I was like, wait, I'm not following the scene actually. No, and it was it was weird because it was like there's nothing explicitly happening other than the way they react. Like I feel like if the mom had just walked in and they had been like, good morning, like no one would have been weird. It's only because she walks in and then, yeah, you get the like, mom, oh, oh my I God. Believe you came in. Yeah, I just feel yeah. like it was not a on the, on the list of coming out scenes I've seen. I was not a fan of this one. No, I I yeah. wasn't. And I also like I I get like why they need Kim to be pissed and whatever. But I also feel like. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I just love that the mom's like, what are you in love? And I'm like, they met yesterday. <laughs> like, But also, Maggie, just freaking say you are in love. You've just easily, you're in love. You easily said it to Kim like two seconds after you met. No, instead, they're going to have a fight. And then and then Kim is like, I'm going to storm away. And then Maggie is just like, I'm going to run into the sea. Like, I don't even know where she goes. She just yells and runs away. <laughs> and I was like, this is like such a 19 year old, like perfect encapsulation of just like, feelings and you're like yeah okay real sure and it's also like i don't know it didn't make any sense to me too because maggie had been trying to come out to her mom before this i know so i was like i was waiting for her to be like yes yes like i just feel like the answer should have been like yes yeah like she already this is your moment and then you could have had the explosion where she's like mom you keep trying to run my ruin my life like i tried the ball maggie i felt like there was a a scene missing that's why i was so confused by it because she, the scene was yeah. her coming out. Yeah. The <laughs> scene never was her happened. coming out and she never came out. Yeah. It was and all I, Honestly, I don't even know that they ever like really explicitly said anything, nor did the mom really seem to have a problem with the fact that she's gay. She's just like, you're young. You think you're in love, but well, you don't even know what love is. Like, yeah. And I, I was like, okay. be in love with this man with a mustache. Right. Like, yeah. His name was Otis. Oliver whatever. or whatever. Yeah. Otis. <laughs> 
yeah, it was weird. It was a weird coming out scene. Um, so anyway, so Maggie and Kim fight. Kim leaves and she's like, I'm going to go get my van and drive to San Francisco where all the gays are. And you're like, valid. Honestly, okay. good idea. <laughs> sure. Honestly, Kim would clean up in San Francisco. Yeah. And then and then Judy, like, oh, poor Judy, man. I just, I wanted better for Judy in this movie. Judy's like, I'm going to get dead named in front of my new friend. And you're just like, this is so, I hate it. I hate it for you. Her parents are like the fucking worst. worst. And I hate that for her. And then she's throwing paint all over her new condo. And I'm like, Judy, you just bought this condo, babe. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? You're going to have to paint over it. She needs to her rage. I know, but it's so much work. Honestly, it's gonna I be so see, much work to paint over. I know. All that. That's I want to see saying. what it. I think she should just leave it. Like every time someone comes over, it's just like completely like the, yeah, most, okay. just, the most splattered walls you've ever. Why seen. not? She like, and yeah, Lila just having it's a some fun. And honestly, listen. As much as like I'm here for Judy and Francis, I kind of I like low key shipped Judy and Lila this whole movie. I thought like, they were gonna kiss. At the I really agency. thought they were gonna get together. I really thought they were. Yeah. I Whatever. was like 100% going to be here for it. Like when, when she had that first yeah. thing where she was like, where she was like, I'm in love with this person. You know, I thought she was going to say it's you. I oh, my God. Think, I thought they were leading towards Lila. And I 1000% thought they were going there. It's okay. And I was a little sad they didn't because I could get behind them, too. So honestly, throuple it out, ladies. I'm here for it. <laughs> Take your time. But Francis has that's never been the se- in a, three- in a that's threesome. That's the sequel I need. <laughs> Francis has never been in a threesome. And Judy's like, listen, I have this friend, Lila. Let's, let's, get, let's have some, let's drink some wine and eat some chocolates and see where the evening takes us. The, give me the sequel. This Lila is what I brings want. the box of sex toys. We're all going. I will accept nothing less than this for the rest <laughs> of my life. That's it. And then I, listen, can I just like gloss over the ending? Cause it's just like, okay, there's a hate crime and it's bad and then everyone is happy well yeah and also like <laughs> the bookstore explodes and it's the like book what is explodes. happening tony's rest tony <laughs> tony's tony's seriously just there disfigured with- like- tony's just like they're trying to hook up a, a gas oven and he's like yeah you don't need to turn the gas off it's just like psh, out the wall and he's like mm, can't get this bad boy screwed on this nozzle <laughs> and you're just like Listen, even if you don't have skinheads throwing flares into your restaurant, like, like don't run your gas. Yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, who does this? Yeah, who that's why Tony's would like, do that. Literally like, has some. I don't understand. Like, to- just Tony just walk into kitchen sometimes and just be like, oh, I think I'm going to cook something. Let me just like psh, start the yeah. gas going. And then like, mm, I can really go for a cigarette right now. Like, oh, my God. What are you doing, Tony? Like, turn the fucking gas main off. Who hooks up an oven like that? Nobody nobody does this it's and, and yet, i love that he's just like they're like fiddling with a wrench he's just like it won't go on fuck and you're like what what is happening what is even happening so anyway so yeah the stores all blow up skinheads blow everything up everyone is fine including tony who absolutely should have been in like multiple pieces after that oh he is yeah. just sitting in a room full of gas yep <laughs> just sitting in a block of gas getting set on fire but he's fine. Everyone's fine. Everyone's Judy fine. and Francis are in love. Maggie and Kim are in love. Tony's doing shots with Lila because he's like, better make a move because I literally just got exploded. And then we get the cute like Here, ending, yeah. ending montage credits of like Judy and Francis get married and Maggie and Kim go to women's festivals. And you're like, OK, sure. A 90s movie ending. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that is on our essentials list is like. Happy ending. Happy for ending, right? Happy Literally endings. everyone in this movie gets a happy ending. Yeah. So I know it like 
feels like a low bar to check, but really it's a difficult bar to check. So, dude, I'm especially in the nineties, I'm gonna give it a big check mark for late nineties yeah. happy ending. Yeah, and because I'll be honest, like it's here's the thing. I until the scene in the bathroom where they attack Judy, mm-hmm. I was so impressed that I was like, wow, is this a 90s movie that is just going to have like this beautiful, refined trans woman who just like everyone accepts and like doesn't, you know, have to go through like any sort of like just what I knew was coming, I guess, somewhere in the back of my head. And I was like so fucking excited about it. And I think that's why like this movie really did take a turn for me because I was not expecting it and I was so disappointed. But I also like the second that that woman walks into the bathroom behind Judy and I was like, I was like, oh no. Like I honestly, like my heart just like dropped because I was like, is Judy gonna die? And I was like so sad because I was like, I do not want to watch this movie where like Judy is just gonna be like, you know, oh, I'm like finally gonna find love and then dies. And I like really, really could have seen that coming. And so I was like, I will give it that like everyone gets a happy ending. Like everyone ends happy and in love and paired up and accepted by, you know, I'm like, yes. <laughs> we didn't super get Lila giving us like a, I don't Yay, care everything's you good, but I, mean, I be- don't care how you were born, Judy. You're my friend. Like I wanted more. Yes. I wanted more explicit, you know, but still for the nineties, it's like Lila sees her daughter making out with her girlfriend. Like they yeah. just make out in the street. And like Maggie's like, I don't care. I'm making out with Kim wherever I want. You can watch mom. Like for me, I was like, <laughs> that's the We're having sex right now. I yeah. don't care if you're making tea. <laughs> that's the like coming out where I was like, OK, clearly pretty obvious. They're in love. I love that they travel to women's festivals. Like that's oh their God. whole thing. I'm like, what a life. I'm like, I would yeah. love to have been a lesbian in 1999 and just like just hop in a, in a van. van with my girlfriend yeah. to go to women's music festivals. That sounds yep. freaking awesome. Yeah. They're just like, get in the van. We're going to Dinosaur. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. Why not? And then she's like, we're just going to paint people's bodies. Yeah. I'm down. It sounds great, actually. Just like couch surfing. <laughs> How do we do that now? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. So that's one of the things I really liked. Let's talk a little bit about... Well, let's talk about the mom and the coming out stuff. Because I feel like the entire storyline is like, I live with my mom, but I can't come out to her. (sighs) And I just really never felt like we had a satisfying coming out. No, I wanted a satisfying coming out and I wanted a satisfying um, acceptance. Like, that's the big thing that this movie is missing for me. I can't tell if Lila's homophobic or not. Yes. Like, I feel like she's, she still seems homophobic. Well, and honestly, you never even really got whether she is like it's so she plays it so close to her chest, you know, like even when she when she finds out about Judy, she doesn't really say anything. She just kind of gets the hand on her chest. Yeah. And you're just like, you're just like, but yeah, she never like says what she thinks. But I feel like I would rather say I needed it. I needed more. Yeah. And then too, like. I get that Maggie's, you know, 19 and this is the first time she's ever coming out to her mom. But yeah, I just feel like it never really, that never really lands. And then I think too, like Kim is understandably upset. Like Kim is upset because Kim is so out. Like even from the beginning, she's like, I'm out. Like, and her girlfriend is like in front of her mom basically being like, I don't love you. Yeah. Like that's rough. 
And let well, let's talk about Kim too. Kim is such a ni- '90s lesbian. It's you know what's funny is like we talk you know we talk a lot about like '90s movies where we're just like wow why did you write these like white bread male romantic leads that like we don't know anything like it's why when we do should have been gays right and we're yeah, like bro. all the meat is there between like the girls because you just give us these characters that like we don't know anything about like they they I I feel like Kim is written like a '90s male lead to me like we know nothing about her we're just like you have a van. And you're hot. And you're That's hot. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and you, you like, went, you were really going for this girl. Yeah. Yeah. When Hard. She was like, I asked about you. Like, their yes. first date. Oh, my him. God. We glossed over that scene. And yeah. I fucking love it. Well, let's, yeah. Let's On just, their coffee date. Yeah. Let's dive into their date. Because yeah. we, like, so they, it's just such a quintessential lesbian date. So they, they meet. She, oh, for sure. She draws her. Right, which is just like, oh my god! And then she's like, you have "I can beautiful tell beautiful eyes." Yeah, you have beautiful eyes. I can tell so much from a painting. There's mommy issues. There's higher education. Yeah, higher education issues because you dropped out of school and, and you're single. Yeah, and you're single. I was like, what a line! Like, what a fucking move! Like, honestly, I respect. Like, I'll give it to you, Kim. That's Kim that was smooth. Got moves. That was good. And I love that she immediately is like, I asked around. <laughs> like, yeah. She's like, that girl that I ran into last night, tell me everything about her. And then she's like, of course, now I'm meeting her and I I know everything about you and I've been waiting for this moment. Yeah. Like, it's so calculated. Yeah. It's been, you know, like eight hours. <laughs> she knows. Everything. I know your life story. I know where you live. I know. <laughs> literally she's like so she's like i camped out in front of the place where you work and sleep and (laughs) i figured you'd come here at some point yeah yeah insane borderline stalker but you know like lesbian cute sure let's have an afternoon delight in the back of my van like there's always my place listen she's got fucking moves for days kim like the only thing we know about her is that she is smooth as fuck nothing else that's it and to be fair as a 19 year old lesbian like that's all you need to know like kim is kryptonite and i okay one thing i like about kim yes she's white bread but she's not portrayed as much as that shane archetype yeah no she's not because she's not like she's not playery. Like, yeah, she's not playery, right? Like yeah. there seems to be like an insinuation that yeah. she is, like, or has been, but like when she's with Maggie, like she's just with Maggie. And it's not like yeah. oh, like their fight comes from Kim sleeping around or Yeah. Well, and know, it's not like, it's not like they sleep together in the van and then she's like, Okay, bye. Like they sleep together in the van and she's like, I'm moving into your place. Yeah. And you're like, Okay. Fair, yeah. fair play to you, Kim. Like, yeah, why not? like let's sleep together, and now I love you. And- I love you, and I and I live with you. <laughs> I <laughs> we slept together once. I love you, and we now have an address. And you're like, okay, <laughs> okay, I guess this works. Great. She's like, let's mail out Christmas cards. Okay, let's fine. meet your parent, meet your mom. <laughs> like, I love too. So there's there's just like sex scene after. That's why I was like, I love the beginning of this movie. Yeah, yeah, meet yeah. Meet cute sex scene in the van 
sex scene. Painting the, scene, painting sex scene. scene. Yeah. Shower, sex scene. We have three sex scenes basically in a row. Yeah, they're, they go fat, like back to back to back. Listen, back to I was back watching to- this on public transit and I was just like, wow, wow. cool. Okay. Also very accurate for 19 year olds. Back to back yeah. to back. And new lesbian love. Oh, for sure. I love too how Maggie's like, how Kim is like, I'm just going to leave. Like, I do not want to be here when your mom gets here. And she's like, I have a better idea. Like, let's just pretend you're my roommate and we can live and be happy together. Like, first date. Like, Kim has the right idea. Like, actually get out of there, Kim. (laughs) There, there. Listen, when we talk about, like, lesbian first dates... let's because this is the thing it's like sometimes you know when you say things and you're like listen straight people i don't think you quite understand what we mean when we talk about like lesbian first dates last forever and we're like this lesbian this first was, date oh my god this lesbian first date included uh, a painting a drawing oh, yeah, session drawing, yep. coffee date hookup in a van getting your van towed Moving into an apartment together, having another painting session, doing your body goddess painting, having sex in the shower, the parents moving in, and then sex on the futon that night. That was their first date. That was one date. That was one date. One date. And that they involved moving in together for good. Yep. Right? Like, sounds accurate. And that's the other thing that I love about Kim. Like, because listen, I mean, I do. Like, I wish we knew more about Kim, like, as a person, like her backstory or like anything about her other than her first name. But I do, I like, I do love that Kim is just like, I don't usually stick around for the parents thing. And then she immediately sticks around for the parents thing. Like, she doesn't make any attempt to leave. She's not just like, oh, I was just on my way out. She's like, hi, Hi. welcome home. Yeah. (laughs) Nice to meet you. welcome oh. to our home <laughs> and she's and like nothing that doesn't even blink when maggie's like kim and i will sleep in the back <laughs> like also correct me if i'm wrong there's one bed in this entire yes house yes so like there's been one bed and you're supposed to expect there's two roommates who are not sleeping in the same bed yes yep yeah that tracks. And I also love that Maggie, who goes out having to find a sublet that day, knowing that her family's moving in with her, picks one with one bedroom. Yep. But it's big. Yeah. And she was like, it's big. Perfect. And you were like, not with beds. Yeah. Like literally it's, no beds. It's small of beds uh, <laughs> and and big of dildos. Yeah. And condoms. <laughs> It's just a it's just a big open floor plan full of dildos with a single bed. That's <laughs> this is what you went it. for. For I will continue to lead a, a secret double life moonlighting as a lesbian with my mother and she'll never know. Not even a wall in the place. Like nothing. Okay. Not even a freaking like have you ever seen like this was more <laughs> this was when I was younger but like you would like <laughs> I would stay at <laughs> somebody's apartment i don't know who they were but um and they they lived in a living room so their bed was in the living room and they had like a a tapestry hanging yeah yeah as like a door but like i feel like they don't even have a tapestry no they don't even have like you know like those shades like i've seen i have friends who live in new york city you know what i mean something because like because what the fuck is paul like peeking around peeking around it has yeah, to there's be something those, hanging but like not enough there's some sort of there's some sort of drapery <laughs> not enough 
not enough. enough. No, not enough. Not even like a full enclosure, you know? No, no, no. no. Like nothing. There's there's no privacy in this house. Yeah. No. No, it's it's wild to me. Just just wild. Yeah. But yeah, they're I I like their love story. And then too, we have let's I'm like, let's talk about is this this must be like their last their last sex scene. Because they have a bunch of sex scenes in the beginning, and then we sort of yeah. like skip through a bunch of stuff, and then they have the date at the cat's ass, mm-hmm. where they go and have sex in the bathroom stall. Yeah, and that scene is love it. She's like, it's good, it's, but I also love how she's like, it's really hard to have sex with my mom there. I'm like, it's actually not because you did it. Yeah, you've done. I know. It. I know. And I'm I like, think literally, just like I don't think you have you had go. sex um, further than like two feet away from another human in this movie yet. Like Ever. you're constantly just surrounded by people. You're like, let's have sex on this busy street that you're apparently double parked on. Like, yep. let's have sex with my family just having moved in. Let's have sex in, in the bathroom, bathroom stall. stall. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you could go a number of other places. Like, literally, just go back to the van. It's impound. It's just sitting in a lot, big empty lot. Have sex in the van, whatever. That's actually brilliant. have sex on and the bench too, that your and, brothers have, like oh just God. you know Everyone's vacated. Like <laughs> also, there's another couple that comes in after them, and and they go in to have sex Amazing. again after that. And I'm like, this is Amazing. This such a just like I don't know. I like the I really love the inclusion of the bar. Yeah, just in general, any movie that has a gay bar in it, especially like, one with a stage. Yeah, like with yes. a stage, we have. Judy singing. Do we want to talk about that song that Judy sings? Did you write down? You didn't write any of the lyrics. Right? I didn't write any of the lyrics down, but I probably could could come up with a bunch if I needed to. Because yeah, I just I just loved her. I just love Judy. Yes, Judy was so good too. Like at one point, one of the skinheads calls her a dyke, and she says, "Thank you." I know. <laughs> I know. And I was like, "Yes," because she's I so happy. She's like, "Yes, her. I am a lesbian." Like, thank you for recognizing me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, but yeah, she's Judy so cute. Gets this, to sing. That song, and especially because that's the other thing. This is the other thing that I'm saying is like Francis, like when she comes over and sits on Francis's lap and is singing to her, like this is not a situation where Francis is like, oh my God, what do I do? Like Francis, that whole song is like on the Mesmerized. edge of her fucking seat being like, holy fuck. Like Judy is so amazing and hot and I am so into it right now. And I love it. Like, I just love that they let her have those moments like that. Like, she's just so fucking great. I know. Uh, I just love her. I love it. And it's like, yes, it's problematic in like the same kind of ways that like Tuong Fu is problematic, you know? Like, that's, man, that's another movie we should do a Patreon episode on, Ellie. Is, I don't know if is... I've seen it. <gasps> What? What is it? I don't know. Oh if I've seen my it. god! We're for sure gonna do a, a Patreon episode on it now. To Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. It's the one where, uh, who's in that? Uh, what's the guy in Ghost? Oh, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Yeah, Patrick Swayze is um is all so it's Patrick Swayze and John Leguizamo and Wesley Snipes and yes and Wesley Snipes all playing uh, drag queens. Well, yes, yes. But- 
It says drag queens on. I don't know. I don't know that. I God, I haven't watched it in a long time. I don't remember if they lean into any of them being trans or just being drag queens or not. Like I don't Mm. remember where they land on and in like the identity landscape of that movie. But so it's and it, it it so it does to me. It's like it's problematic in that same way of like taking cis male actors and like putting them in these like you know trans feminine roles yep and that's it it reminded me a lot of that in a lot of ways but i just also there's so many things i love about how they handled like judy as a character and i just i I loved just her character i love that i and who's the actor who played judy because i also thought just like acting wise um so he is named peter outerbridge Mm. Um, and I don't know that I know other stuff he's done that much. I think but... he's been, he was in Orphan Black. Oh, was he? Mm-hmm. As, as who? His IMDb page has 135 credits. Oh, he was the weird, like, cult farmer dude in Orphan mm-hmm. Black. Weird. Yep. I would never have placed that. I like him better as Judy. I love him as Judy. I love him as Judy. Honestly, yeah, I don't know. Cool. I mean, I I will credit the movie a couple of things because it's like, yes, I do love that. Like for the time to have some form of parental acceptance, however meh, mild yeah. it may be, and to have the happy endings that like you really just did not get a lot at the time, yep. right? Like I'll give it the credit for that. I do think that like there is a reason that some of the other movies of a similar era that we are not covering as essentials like just don't quite get there as much yes. as this one does. Even though this one still had a long ways to go. Yeah, I'll credit. I'll give it. The- I'll give it the credit for that. Like there are a lot of problematic things still. Like both on the trans front, on the bisexual front, yeah, like, having sex with a child front. You know, like just yeah. just those things. <laughs> just but- things that like meh aren't yeah. great. But yeah. but also, the uh, the final thing I do want to say about this movie, too, is, like, why, after watching the trailer, we decided to do it, is, like, the unapologetic gayness of it. Yeah, Like, the fact that, like, you have Bernice who comes in and, like, it's like Francis, like, literally is like, oh, Bernice, I saw you at the Women's Music Festival. And, like, all the lesbians know each other. And, like, we have this, like, lesbian bookstore with the rainbow flag right outside of it. And at the the end, Maggie is literally, like, uh, completely naked, basically saying, like, with a sign that says lesbian on it. Yeah. Right? Like, there's a lot of very, like, queer things in this film. And that's, like, some of the things that I actually really love about some of the movies from the 90s that are a bit more problematic. But, like, they also were so encapsulated gay cult, like, very gay, rather than just, like, more mainstream like assimilated gay stuff which is like still good to have but like i think like now we're leaning towards like gay people they're just like us and like i like (laughs) the movies where it's like actually gay people are not just like everyone else in a good way like there's very specific things about the community that are there's like a specific culture and there are specific like stereotypes and like references and like yeah there's they're they're very believable gays to me Mm -hmm. like everyone in this movie was except for carla i mean like please do better with your bisexual (laughs) characters bad um but 
like they were believable gays. And I also like I really liked that there were so many like like you were saying about Francis, right? Like I get why it's not explicit. I could totally see Francis as ace or demi or like somewhere, you know, like somewhere on that spectrum of asexuality. I just like I liked that there were different kinds of gays. Yes. Like yeah. and I like that like I love that Judy as a trans woman is also played as written as a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Like because again, I feel like so much of that era was about having these like oh, I'm like a very feminine trans woman who like I feel like there it was a lot of like them being into men and that's why yep. so much of that era is also then wrapped up in the whole narrative of like oh but then their masculinity is threatened because now they're gay and like that's like that was i think why it was such a big part of that is like so many of their stories revolved around that type of identity you know and like that type of story connected to that identity in ways that just like endlessly you were just like no please stop do something else better do something anything but that please like please stop giving me a trans woman who's like trying to go on a date with a guy and then getting killed by that guy and you're like "Eh." like, so i like i love this i love that they just leaned into like yeah actually some trans women are gay and into lesbians and those lesbians are into them yeah (laughs) yeah give me that fucking story like i i love that I love, I mean, like, listen, as much as I want to make fun of Maggie and Kim's relationship more, I'm like, nope, accurate. <laughs> accurate. And I think they have good chemistry. Real? They have really they good do. chemistry. They really do. Like, yeah. in the second they meet each other, I'm like, yeah, they're pretty hard in love. Do with we each know, other. are either of the actresses queer? Do we know anything about them? I don't know. Let me look. I don't know anything about either of them. I don't, I haven't seen anything suggesting that either of them is queer. Um, And I, sometimes i have lower uh expectations than than this you know yep but yeah overall i liked it like we like we've said through the episode watch it for yourself if you feel comfortable with the themes that are in it and let us know what you think all right before we go into our q and gay we need to go over the drinking game rules for better than chocolate so here they are we also want to remind you all please drink responsibly if it's getting too crazy just switch to water it's okay This is all just for fun. So here we go. Drinking game rule number one. Every time Lila eats the chocolate. Two. Every time Maggie and Kim have sex in public. Three. Every time there's a performance at the cat's ass. Four. Every time Judy and Francis kiss. Five. Every time someone mentions Little Red Riding Hood. Six. Every time Tony says fuck. Seven. Every time someone finds a dildo, which that one might get you really pretty drunk. And eight. Every time Maggie tries to come out to her mom. As a reminder, please... Drink responsibly and make sure you tell us all about your experience during the drinking game for Better Than Chocolate. It is time for our Q and Gay. You ready? Q, 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 Q and, 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 and Gay. Let's do it. All right. Question number one, Lee. Was your first girlfriend A, an artist, B, a writer, C, a singer, or D, an intellectual? <laughs> oh, a good question. My first girlfriend was a carpenter. <laughs> I don't know that nice. that fits that's, in here. I mean, that's also a very lesbian profession. It was. It was a very like. Listen, <laughs> uh, uh, on our spectrum of gays, like I was the acting theater gay. She was the like 
backstage building sets and like nice theater gay. Nice, you know? love it. You I was gotta, just trying to go you gotta for have like, both covered. I don't know what I don't know what to do for D, but I was just going with like all the creatives in this film. They got a painter. Yeah. We got Maggie wants to be a writer. We got her mom who wanted to be a singer, and then Francis is our intellectual. I like it. Okay, question two, Ellie. Who makes worse sex choices out of A, Maggie, B, Lila, or C, Paul? I'm going to have to say C, Paul. That's a hard C, Paul. Underage. <laughs> no, sex it's not choices. a hard C, Paul. Don't say that. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, C for Paul. I will approve of all of Maggie's sex choices, even in public, because Great. Kim is hot and good for you, Maggie. Good for you. And Listen, Lila, I want her get to Get it while you look like that, you know? you know? Yeah, exactly. I want her to experience some, you know, some sexual awakenings. So I'm here for Lila. Great. All right. Question number three, Lee. What kind of gay are you? Wine or beer? I guess between those two choices, I'd land on wine. Mm. I think I'm also a wine gay. Mm. I do not really I'm just like, like beer. I'm not a huge beer gay. I'm a cider gay. Wine, beer, cider. Should we do sea yeah. cider? Okay, we'll do sea cider. Ooh, sea cider. I'll add it in. <laughs> cider. I'll actually, I'll even add, a, I'll add another choice for us, and I'm just going to do like cocktail. Okay, so do you want me to ask you again, or you know it's already cider? No, so. it's fine. <laughs> I still sea cider. I'm just adding it in there so that people have options, you know? Let us know. Question four, Ellie. How would you let your rage out out of A, primal scream? B, flinging paint, C, smashing plates, or D, axe throwing? I'm going to go with D, axe throwing. There's a really fun axe throwing place in Boston, and I've been many times. Uh, I have and never gone, and I super want to go. I love it, I'm, and I'm actually pretty good at it. Nice. Like, I get it nice. in that middle circle pretty often, so I'm proud of that. You yeah. just wanted to brag about it, didn't I you? I did. I good. really did. I support you. <laughs> All right, question number five. What's your favorite cat's ass performance? A, Opening Angel. B, Blacklight Go-Go Boots or C, Judy Song. Listen, I do love the Blacklight Go-Go Boots and I love that it's in there and unnecessarily long for no reason. It's so long. <laughs> it's so long. I just, I it's Judy's song. I can't, I can't. I, I It's literally everything for Judy. Justice for Judy. <laughs> All for Judy. All for Judy. Remember, you can I give want. us your own answers to this episode's Q and Gay questions on our Twitter at Let's Hang Up Pod. Let me hear you say, hip, 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 we're gay. We love hearing from all of you. We love continuing to build this community. And we just like to shout out some of our favorite things that we've heard from our listeners every week. And this week, we want to start by shouting out one of our listeners, Kim, who sent us an email and they had some requests for Les Essentials. So, first, The Handmaiden, which. Kim, we've got some good news. It it is going to be happening. I think this season, right? We decided. Oh, yes, we have yes. It it's on our list. We've had a lot of requests for this one. Yes, it's been highly. We're, requested. we're bumping it up. We're bumping it up. Don't worry. So we have bumped it up. We're going to be doing it this season. So don't worry. It's coming. And also, they requested some other films. They said lesser known, Cajillionaire, and A Date for Mad Mary. I don't know either of those, so I am excited so we'll to see. check them out. And we'll we'll see. We'll add them to the list. And, uh, you know, we'll just we'll see what happens. We'd also like to shout out Maggie, who reached out to us on Instagram after listening to the Freaky Friday episode and said that they also used to have the earthquake joke between them and their sister. So I know it's hilarious. What a great joke. <laughs> it's <laughs> a great you, joke. Maggie. And it's always good to hear from you, Maggie. We love the updates. Keep them coming. Yes, keep them coming. 
And as always, we want to thank our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster, Tanya Ferguson, Jacqueline Rosashino, Sarah and Julia, Alana Rosen, Lisette Stye, Aidy Benitez, and Fiona W. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen, Julia Gonzalez, and Leah Henley. Thank you all so much for all your support. We could not make the show without you. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Less Hangout Pod. You can email us at lesshangoutpod at gmail.com. You can check out our website at lesshangoutpod.com. Whatever app you use for podcasts, make sure you subscribe so you be the first to know when new episodes drop. We also have videos going up on our YouTube channel. You can subscribe to that at youtube.com slash lesshangoutpod to catch those. Less Hangout is an independently produced show hosted by us with audio production by me. Our production assistant is Krista Murison and Twitter shenanigans and a bunch of other things by Lee Holmes Foster. If you want to help support this little independent podcast, there are so many ways that you can do that. The first is to leave us a rating and a review on the Apple Podcasts app or on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. It helps new people find the show. If you want to join our Patreon, you can do that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. We would love to see all of you there. You get access to our Patreon-only Discord chat, Less Essentials watch parties. And this season, we have started to release bonus episodes. So there are two new bonus episodes already out. And next week, we will have our third bonus episode for Grey Matters out. You can get that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. It is also getting chilly out there for a lot of you. So if you need some new merch, maybe you need a hoodie, maybe you need a crew neck, maybe you need a baseball raglan tee. We have all of our designs. You can get them on all those things. Or if you're still somewhere where it's nice and temperate or warm, there's tees and tank tops available year round. You can find all of our designs on all sorts of things at our tee public. And you can find that at bit.ly slash lesshop. And remember, we have a queer production company making queer podcast musicals with guaranteed happy endings that you can find everywhere at Dollar Bean Prod. Or at our website, dollarbeanproductions.com. And you can listen to all of the episodes of our first show, The Flame, on any podcasting app. And if you want to help support us in making more musicals or in getting The Flame onto the stage and continuing that journey, you can join our Patreon at bit.ly slash dollarbeanpatreon. If you want to follow us individually, you can follow me at Ellie Brigida on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. Let's hang out. I've got a box of secrets under my bed. Yeah, I've got lots of secrets up in my head. And if I pick one out, will it be soft inside? Like a chewy little nugget you've been dying to try. Because you've got to play it cool. Got to break the rules. Got to find a bit of what it takes to make it through to you. Because I don't like vanilla and I'm not a fan of cinnamon But it doesn't kill you when you let a new opinion in Cause I thought I knew what love meant And that it was sweet like a chocolate So if you're asking me about forever Let me do you just a little bit better today but i might not go tomorrow if you ask me to stay because i'm not the type who likes to stick around but i got a funny feeling you could keep me in town if you believe that this is love
strong enough Be a little bit of what I need to see it coming true Because I don't like vanilla and I'm not a fan of cinnamon But it doesn't kill you when you let a new opinion in Cause I thought I knew what love meant And that it was sweet like a chocolate So if you're asking me about forever Let me do you just a little bit better Got to stay together Through sweet and salt and pepper If you think chocolate's good Then baby I've got something better I hope you're ready for a new sensation Because I don't like vanilla